0: Well welcome to another episode of Prodigal Souls. Uh it's been a while since we've had uh John Harmon on. Last time we had John Reese of CrossFit Epically Awesome and we talked about how to be epically awesome. Uh this week kind of talked to John about John Harmon about redemption, right?
1: <laughs> redemption, yes. Redemption,
0: repentance, they're both are ours, so Triggers dys- my dyslexia, I guess. Um, so talking about redemption and Christ and um, what that really looks like. I know, John, you want to talk about some of the topics that you were researching for this.
1: Um. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's it was funny because before we had talked about what you know what we were going to talk about before you sent me those options as far as, you know, what we'd talk about. Um, Something that God had been kind of speaking to me about was, was redemption. And it kind of started, uh, I was sitting on the stoop by the entrance of our apartment here. And uh, I was looking at the area that my wife had decorated right outside of our door. And it's, it's really cool. Like she's put all of these uh, creative thought into it and just a lot of, Intricacy and in how she decorated it. A lot of it's handmade. Some of it's thrift, thrifted. So she's pretty proud about that. But anyways, I'm, I'm sitting there looking at this area, and I started thinking about how this is kind of the first impression that people get when they come over to our house. You know, before they even walk inside, they can just kind of see this area and know that we're warm and inviting people. You know that we're creative. It's just, it's kind of our first impression, you know, before you even get into the house. And I started kind of thinking about that concept of first impressions and, um, you know, thinking about myself, it's probably a lot of people who I've left (laughs) a really bad first impression with, you know, Um, especially like high school years, you know, there's probably people who would probably be surprised to know I'm even alive Some people who had probably just wrote me off based off of a lot of the uh, stupid things that I did back in high school. So I kind of just started with this negative self-talk once I started thinking about that. And, you know, the Holy Spirit just started speaking to me and just kind of started getting me thinking about different people from the Bible and the kind of first impressions that they left, you know. And it's just, I'm kind of having this dialogue with the Holy Spirit. And, you know, I started thinking about David. And how he's kind of got, like, the most ideal first impression uh, for really any Bible character. Like, he comes on the scene, young kid, and slays a giant, you know? So, like, he's kind of got that ideal um, first impression that we all kind of would love to have. Just come on the scene as the giant slayer, you know? But the Holy Spirit then started kind of stirring up, and I started thinking about, like, Ruth, who of has a very depressing, in one sense, uh, first impression, you know, w- with her story where she's just lost her husband. And, you know, but also at the same time, kind of this humbleness to her and this humility um, as far as, you know, going with Naomi and everything. But just thinking about the differences between that first impression that we get there. Like, David's is just this awesome, heroic first impression. Ruth is kind of sad, you know, she's kind of humble, and then the Holy Spirit took me even deeper in just thinking about Saul, you know, and his first impression is just kind of like, he's very pompous and overzealous and very self-righteous, like he's killing Christians because he thinks he's absolutely right in doing so, you know, and just thinking about all these different first impressions from, from different characters in the Bible, and really God just started to speak to me even more and just saying, but think about where they ended, you know, think about their contribution and their stories to the greater narrative of the Bible. And the one thing that they all have in common is that they all get redeemed, you know, that despite where they started and despite the differences that, that they all have in what their first impressions look like, you know, none of them end where they started, you know, you know, because it just speaks to the larger narrative of the bible of redemption you know where we know david went on and even though he was a giant slayer he he went on to sin just like everybody else you know he wasn't perfect but still we can look at him and know that um he just had this really awesome relationship with god you know he had a heart for god um and then thinking about ruth like the significance of her story she'd go on and actually she'd would be the great-grandmother of David, who would eventually, you know, his lineage would lead to Jesus, the Christ, you know? And then even Saul, becoming Paul in his narrative through that redemption story, you know, really, he becomes, he he writes more of the New Testament than anybody else, you know? He contributes so much to the New Testament and and the telling of who Christ is and what he's done in his life. So, it's funny, because I was just, just in this conversation days before you asked me what I want to talk about. And one of the options was redemption. So that's kind of personally how God's been speaking into my life about redemption. <clears throat> so I think that's yeah. what I would say as far as what I was thinking about redemption.
0: Yeah. I mean, covered a lot there. <laughs> um, I didn't want to interrupt, but the
1: truth was, it was probably like five or 10 minutes of me just having this intense conversation <laughs> with God. Uh,
0: Well, I think what made me think of both redemption and um, repentance is like the last time we met for prodigal souls. Um, We started using a study guide from a celebration of discipline. And that's, I think Richard Foster wrote that. It's a, a book that my pastor talked about last year. And it, it's basically, I think I've talked about it a couple times before, but it's basically like when we're in relationships, like with your wife or with my girlfriend, and you know, like you create new disciplines with them because you want to be closer to them. So, like the act of prayer meditation is all discipline. But I was, so I was kind of thinking of like, how do we, what's that first step to even want to, Live that d- disciplined life, and and so I was thinking of. You know, it usually starts with like act of re- repentance and accepting the redemption in Christ, and it's sort of like I watched the Christian Mingle movie on Netflix because <laughs> John Chris was talking about it. I was watching it with my lady friend, and um, but they had their driftwood moment. It was basically like. Their moment, whenever they knew like who God was, and it really accepted Him, and so I was thinking of you know, like, there's usually like some sort of like, come to Jesus moment, and and where you really see, I guess His grace, and accept the redemption, because I guess like what you were kind of saying with like Paul or David, like kind of growing up, there's like this. uh message of like christians have to be perfect or if we're not we're hypocrites pretty much all the major characters and major uh people in the bible were not perfect and you know we're humans and only get uh the grace of god can really justify us totally not reading that off of anything
1: (laughs) yeah no i i definitely agree there um to be redeemed, you have to be at a point to where you you accept the fact that you need it, right? That um, you need something beyond yourself uh, to help you uh, to be the best you that you can be, you know? So um, obviously as Christians, you know, we believe that, that that redemption is found in Christ. But it's just, I know we've talked about this in past podcasts, just like the idea that our culture and our society, like they they constantly draw this narrative where we need redeeming. We need some sort of a savior, like through, when you think about any kind of uh, Marvel movie, right? Or any kind of comic book or um, hero kind of epic um, narrative, like everybody needs saving. Like somebody needs uh, to come and help us redeem ourselves, but we're incapable of doing it, right? Like we don't have all the tools in and of ourselves to redeem ourselves. So, you know, as Christians, that's that's the beauty of it is knowing that it's okay because we've been redeemed through the acts of Christ, who is God, uh, you know, and that's the only way that we can be redeemed. So I definitely agree with that point, like needing to be at a point where you have to accept the fact that you need to be redeemed. You need something outside of yourself to help you. So I, I agree, definitely would be you know, where you need to find yourself. But as far as like, one question that you asked earlier was, where do we begin? You know? Yeah. So that first part of the equation is being in a place where you realize you need it. But how do you begin to walk in it? You know, and I think something that's encouraging is knowing that no matter where you've started is not where you're going to end, right? That idea that where you are currently uh, doesn't have to be, Uh, where you end at you know and it's that idea that you can be encouraged in knowing that even the characters of the bible weren't perfect right um and that's that's that kind of that community of the church right uh that we should have for one another it shouldn't be a place where we're all just um seeing who can be the most perfect but we can also be a place where we can comfort one another when we run into trouble uh when we run into issues um so that community, that thing, that this, this right here, what we're doing, you know, representing that church community, that's got to be in there. As far as where you go from here, you find that church community, you get involved, you know, and um, just have people in your life who can love on you, and you know that you can give that love back. Uh, but again, the emphasis being on on Christ, you know, uh, understanding that it's through the act of love that he did for us on the cross and then that resurrection that he 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 you know he ascended to after um and then sharing that with us you know so that we also might be redeemed and and be ascended as well um so yeah I know I definitely agree with a lot of what you're saying there
0: yeah I mean I know like you're saying like um a lot of the marvel movies we're ta- talking about that we need usually like there's a hero and there's a savior i mean a lot of those were written a, a while ago and there, but there's like more of a trend now to where people are kind of like their own savior or they don't really need anyone or they they trust the universe or it and i think that it's kind of like what i, I guess i've kind of noticed just trying to help people is that even I, I do it sometimes. Where I kind of like, I guess when I was like really struggling with depression, like I, would, you know, I can take all these supplements or read these books or basically like solution myself or weapon deep myself to uh, <laughs> to try to fix what's going on. But it's really like deep to the chords, like a, a soul issue. And and when I Truly accepted. There's nothing I can do, nothing I can read, except for the Bible. <laughs> that's really going to change that that heart issue, and give me that soul fuel that I that I need. And so that's kind of like why I really thought of talking about this topic.
1: I, I think if we were to maybe offer some some more practical advice for somebody who really genuinely doesn't know how to start, and maybe even going to a church can make them nervous or make them feel um, you know maybe even unwelcome or maybe like they're different or something so I think something that some anybody can do at any point in time and something that's awesome uh, as Christians that we have through that redemption that we're talking about is the opportunity to have a personal relationship with God and you know, so somebody, I think, who wants to know what they can do, I think, just open up that dialogue with God. Just say, even if it's full of doubt or questions, just to begin that dialogue, like, you know, hey, God, if there is a God, you know, um, I'm not quite sure about this Jesus guy. I don't, I don't know if, if he really was you, you know, but I'm at a point where I'm broken, and I don't, I don't know if I have too many other options on the table. They're willing to, to, to really just open up that dialogue and just pour your heart out to God, you know, whether you believe in him or not, but open up that dialogue and just say, hey, God, like, I need you to come into my life. You know, I, I need you to transform me. I, I need to be a part of this redemption because I don't know if I can do it myself. So I guess that more practical advice is open up the dialogue through prayer. Um, and it's going to feel awkward. I actually started, you know, a new job about three months ago. <clears throat> There's been parts that have been awkward for me because I'm not used to doing it. And I'm like, oh, man, I don't want to say that or I don't want to ask that. And knowing that, okay, this is just a part of my job. I, like, I have to just work through that uncomfortable, uncomfortable, uncomfort. And in doing that, like, it just becomes more natural. So, in prayers, is the same way. It can seem silly. It can seem like... Uh, especially for somebody who's not sure or doesn't believe, it can feel awkward or, you know, it might seem silly. But if you don't start, then you're never going to work through that awkwardness. Because I promise you, if you lean into God, if you open up that dialogue, you know, Scripture says, whoever knocks, like, I'm, I, will, I will open the door for you. And I believe that. I have faith in that. So I would just encourage people to open up that dialogue in prayer and just pour your heart out. And I promise you that God will respond, you know, and I, that's what I place my faith in. And he has for me personally, when I do that, when I pour my heart out to God, you know, when I'm at my best or when I'm at my worst, or maybe it was just a mediocre day, but I'm still pouring my heart out to God. He speaks back and he lets me know that, you know, he's the God of the good times. He's the God of the the bad times. He's the, the, the God of mundane you know he he's he is god and he is there and he wants that dialogue so the sooner you open that up the more you'll get comfortable with it and and i promise you god will speak to you and he will give you that comfort and you can begin to experience his redemptive power you know um so yeah
0: yeah i know um typically my church will do like a super long series verse by verse of a book of the bible expository preaching during the summer of we've been doing more of like a series and it's on hearing god so while you're talking about that just kind of thinking about you know like a lot of times people are suffering you know god if you take this pain away i'll never do this thing again but then they don't really I think he's not listening when that thing doesn't get taken away or the pain still happens. And but I think God is talking, we're not always listening. And I think one of the other things besides prayer that we can go to is like um scripture and like really taking the time to learn what the Bible is about and not just like how I used to do it, like Bible drill style where I just like Look in the concordance for something about um sadness and i'll go to that verse or i just open the bible to like a random verse like this is my verse of the day but like but just really learning about like the different liter literature of the bible and the important how the importance of those things like i mean that's what helped me like and there's a book I don't remember the author, but it's like how I read the Bible for all it's worth. And just kind of, I didn't even realize, like, I mean, obviously I knew that Psalms is poetry, but, you know, I didn't really think like, oh, this is poetry, this is historical, this is prophetic, and, and just kind of help, help you understand more of what God says through the Bible, and, and then makes it easier to apply it to your life and yeah. what you're going through.
1: Yeah, I've actually, um, I'm in the Gospels. But I was uh, a few weeks back, like, I just felt like um, was another, you know, one of those conversations with God where it was, you know, <clears throat> I was feeling like I wasn't being bold in life. And I uh, was praying for that, like, boldness. And I felt the Holy Spirit, you know, speak to me and say, if you want to know what it looks like to be bold, why don't you go look at me? and human form being bold you know so i've been reading the gospels and looking at the actions and the words of christ and thinking to myself this is what it looks like to be bold and it's it's funny because you know it's it's not the typical bold that we think of in your face but it's kind of this this subtle just loving people who need to be loved and that's that's bold you know and loving people in society who are overlooked like that's bold that's something that not a whole lot of people are doing and just the way jesus did that for for everyone he encountered it's like so i'm really i guess where i'm going with this is i've i've been reading the scripture like you're saying and and looking at it from that perspective and just the amount of gold nuggets that i'm pulling out of it that are applicable to my life um is amazing you know and it is cool because we do have that example. Like you'd be like, "Oh, what would God do in this situation?" And it's like, "Oh, well, well God was incarnate and, and walked the earth, and He lived this life, and it's recorded. So odds are there's something in there that He did, and His actions or His words that are going to give you a you know a tip, a tip, a hint uh, as to ha- how to proceed with yourself. You know. Yes, yeah, so um, you're
0: flipping over all the money changer tables now
1: yeah that's an, and that's another type of bold there you yeah. know um there is that, and then it's funny because when you do get to those points, a lot of times you're like uh, you know the passive, aggressive, loving Jesus, and then all of a sudden it's like his indignation for something that the Pharisees are doing, or you know and it's it's in several instances or even the lack of faith that his own followers have you know, in instances where he's like man do you really you don't have you don't have any faith at this point you know, and it's almost like, oh my goodness, like mm-hmm. um how difficult that would be to handle well, that. <laughs> that's
0: what it's like to do a group project. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: but yeah,
0: yeah, and um, totally thought of something while you're talking. and I forgot what it was. I guess I think, um, like I was thinking about you talking about boldness and and talking about like taking on a leap of faith and talking to god and it made me think of like vulnerability and just like you know i think like accepting that grace and repenting and all that it takes a lot of vulnerability like you have to open yourself up to like this could possibly i mean i don't think it's going to make it worse in my opinion but you 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 have that sort of vulnerability where, where you're have that fear of um, rejection or not working out or but then when you do walk out on the water like Peter, you know and you're looking at Jesus and you can feel that that grace and, and I know when you you turn away, you start to sink into the water I, don't know. <laughs> I, don't know. I think I had the right um, story there, and I don't know I just would you think that boldness and repentance and all that is vulnerable or?
1: Yeah. I mean, repentance is definitely vulnerable. Uh, do, you know, it leaves people vulnerable. Like if you think about like most church ses- sessions are going to end on a Sunday with like a call to action where people have an opportunity to give their life over to Christ. And that's the most vulnerable other than worship. I think people can feel vulnerable then because it's also that opportunity where you're just submitting to, to full-on worship to God. It's not about you anymore. It's not about anybody standing next to you. It's about your devotion. And that is definitely a, you know, a time of vulnerability. But at the end, with that call to action, um it is a, a point of vulnerability because what you're doing is you're stepping out and saying, um you know, confessing in front of other people that you have faith in something that's intangible, right? And that can make people feel vulnerable because we live in such a, a tangible world. Um, but it's, you know, through that faith that, that God puts in us and, and calls us to that action that when we come to that crossroads, we either accept it or, or deny it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and um, I, would, I would definitely just say to listeners, like, just be vulnerable, you know, and overcome that vulnerability by just giving in to, to who God is, you know.
0: Yeah, it's definitely a little awkward, and I mean, just me starting this ministry and somebody that's super socially anxious and maybe not a a, a speech maker, or a preacher or a theologian or a nutritionist or a CrossFit coach. Fully yet, well, you
1: are that though. You you are a CrossFit. You are. Well, I have the
0: certification, but I mean, I'm definitely still a novice. But I'm, what I'm saying is like. I'm still putting myself out there to grow- to grow and to be changed into that person I want to become and and I know when i rededica- rededicated my life to Jesus, it was at this big mega church in Birmingham, and they had like these like indoor jacuzzi pools, like two on each side, and there's like' they're like we have a change of clothes for you, just everyone. Who wants to get baptized now, I'll just come down and we'll get you a change of clothes and I think I got I don't know, I was just like if I don't do it do it now, i never not that I never would, but just like I took that leap of faith and and I, I did it, got baptized with like four hundred people, I think, or something crazy. But it's like a different story on that. But but then when I, you know, they dunk me in the pool that I, I barely fit in, it was kind of like doing the limbo. But, you know, I just remember that feeling completely free and and after that just wanting to serve God and not saying that I never struggled again. I mean, and I don't get depressed or anything, But but I have God to turn to in those things and these like disciplines that we were talking about with like meditation and prayer, scripture reading, uh, fasting. I don't remember all of them. There's like 13, but all of these things are tools that I can turn to when the tide is rising or when my trust is without borders, you know, (laughs)
1: When you've been called out to deep waters.
0: Yeah. And, you know, just I have the knowledge of what, of who God says I am. And that helps me get through that versus trying to turn to myself and my abilities, if that makes sense.
1: Yes, it does. It does.
0: Do you have any more uh, notes you want to... Cover. Uh, Start wrapping up.
1: Yeah, I guess maybe maybe a, a good wrap up. Um, uh, just thinking about with redemption, um, the beauty of it is that it's offered to everybody um, who believes in Christ, um, and that wherever you are, or wherever you started from, uh, or however many bad impressions you may have left along the way, uh, that as as a believer in Christ, I believe that redemption is offered. Uh, to anyone who would just believe uh, that the actions of christ um, and his overcoming death and then sharing that victory with us gives us that redemptive power um, and of like what you hit on it definitely can leave feelings of vulnerability uh, but that's you know we're as christians we have that faith that it's not over yet you know that my story is not not finished that um, and then even beyond the grave, the, our story's not finished, you know, uh, that we have that uh, redempting, loving um, power that's bestowed to us uh, through our faith. So I guess that's, um, that's really how I, how I would wrap up. And just I would say for the person out there listening who knows that where they are they don't want to be anymore because they hurt um, because they feel unloved because um, they feel worthless um i i would just speak into their lives and say uh, there's something beyond us something greater than us um, who loves us you know and that is god and he is real and he wants to be real in your life Uh, he wants his power to be real for you he wants um, you know what was accomplished through Christ and overcoming the grave um, to be real in you, because that pain that you're feeling, man, that's 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 death. That's Satan trying to bring you down to the grave, and Christ is on the other side saying, "I want you to rise above it." Um, so if you're feeling vulnerable and and opening up that line of communication, I would say just just do it. You know, just. Embrace that love that God's offering to you right now, uh, given to you through the power of Christ and what He did on the cross. Um, And you know, once you do, once you start talking to God, like He's He's going to talk back, you know, and you're going to experience that love even more. And uh, you know, after that, you got to find community. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know,
0: we actually did a blog, I know, podcast on that already. Well, I did forget to pray last time when I had John here. Um, so I'll. Pray I for... thought you
1: were gonna say you forgot to hit record. <laughs> no,
0: that would be really bad.
1: Uh, okay. Good practice. Uh,
0: no, I will.
1: Uh... Now time to redeem yourself, Ford.
0: <laughs> yes, it's definitely vulnerable to pray over a podcast for a bunch of people to hear you. Yeah. So.
1: It's just you and God right now, Ford.
0: Yeah. Um, dear God, I just want to lift up anybody that's listening to this and currently they're, they're struggling of, with where to turn to and where to start. And I just pray that you reach out to them and show them that they, they can turn to you and be vulnerable and open their hearts to learn what you say about them and just renew their mind and transform their life and do what you do <laughs> um, and just so they, they can see that there is a light at the, in this darkness that they're going through and, and you know I've personally gone through it and think a, a lot of the people that are coming have are going through it and just know they're not alone and they have a community with this group and they can always reach out to us and uh, i guess in jesus name amen